Welcome to the Plan Is podcast with me, Caroline Dunn. I'm a personal trainer, nutrition coach, yoga teacher, and a geek obsessed with learning how to live the biggest, fullest, most joyful life and helping you do the same. In this podcast, we'll cover fitness, nutrition, mindset yoga, and personal development because it's time to stop putting our health into boxes. It's time to care about the whole beautiful, messy you, mind, body, and spirit. The plan is to rise up, sweat, get stronger, be joyful, let it go, pause, laugh, try again, breathe, and do our best. I am so happy you're here. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. How are we today? I am standing, (laughs) still here. Some days are just like that, aren't they? Where, you know, you just got to get through them and recognize that you're not at your best. (laughs) Some workouts are a lot like that as well. You know, it doesn't The perfect workout doesn't exist. So sometimes the perfect, in inverted commas, the perfect one is just the one where you show up and you do what you can do with what you have and just put in some reps, put in some reps. So hopefully today's episode though is going to add to that. It's going to shift some things about that actually brings quite a bit of joy and health into our lives. So I've enticingly called it the number one thing that creates a healthy and happy life. And I'm asking you right now, what do you think it is? Like literally press pause and list a few ideas in your mind. What do you think the number one thing is that creates a healthy, happy life? In fact, I'd love for you to share with me what your first suggestions are. Like come and share them on social media with me at The Plan by Caroline. Um, And then press play again, obviously, come back (laughs) and listen in to what the next part is. Um, And before I reveal all as well, because I'm not going to keep you guessing too long, I'm not a tease, um, do head over to either the show notes, you can click on the link there, or just my website, theplanbycaroline.com. Don't forget to stay in touch. I'd love to help you on your journey to inner power, peace, strength, and confidence. Um, You can go to my website and binge on all my free resources. There's a getting started guide. There's a meditation bundle. And there's also a get fit plan. So you can absolutely help yourself to all of those um, and just stalk, see what the best option for you is. Okay, so let's dive in. I told you I wouldn't keep you waiting. Um, The number one thing that creates a healthy, happy life is, drumroll please, close relationships. Yeah, relationships. You thought I was going to say working out, didn't you? Lifting weights or, oh God forbid, eating lettuce. No, 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 no. Community relationships and friendships are vital for humans. And it's one of the components for deep health. So I'm a holistic health coach and I look not just at nutrition and um, physical health. I look at far more than that. Deep health comprises our social health, our or relational health, which is what this is. It also comprises our existential health, 
Uh, existential health is like feeling like you have a purpose, that life is fulfilling. Mental health, emotional health, and environmental health. All of this underpins my coaching work and my personal philosophy. Like literally, you are not a body without a mind or a mind without a body. You are this wonderful, messy, amazing human being whose health comprises way, way more than the set of squats or eating in inverted commas clean. Your health is about laughing with your children and fooling around the kitchen and messing up trying again and getting it right and surprising yourself and so much more. So let's dive into connection, what I mean by close relationships. And I'm going to share with you this quote by one of my favorite people. Cannot get enough of her, her books, her podcasts, Brené Brown if you've heard of her. She's a shame and vulnerability researcher, but she's just doing so much for mapping and defining human connection. And so she defines connection as the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. We are literally hardwired for connection. Even the most routine encounters that we have with other humans act as regulators in the brain. Our relationships impact the way our brains develop and perform. How great a definition is that? So I'd ask you right now, like right now, how many people would you say you have that sort of connection with them? Let me say that again. The energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. Do you know, when I ask myself that question, not very many people make the shortlist. And that's not for, it's not to anyone else's detriment. I just, don't think that to share that type of I don't think you can share that type of connection with many people I think it requires few people with a deep connection quite often maybe I'm wrong what do you think I would love to know if you disagree with me on that so I also wanted to ask another question as well which was about screens (laughs) so when we think about connection I can't help but think about what potentially gets in the way of us making connections with other people. And screens, devices, technology really intrigues me in this aspect. Like how many of us are currently looking at a screen or have a screen right by us? How many times do we check it? And how many of us know that our screen times are perhaps higher than they should be? Like I know mine is. I think it does impact our relationships. It absolutely does, in fact. Um, And I don't mean necessarily in the put your phone down and talk to me, it's dinner time kind of way, although that really is a big thing too, isn't it? That we're staring at our phones instead of talking to each other. But I also think the what we're engaging in on our phones and online and social media, the prevalence of the way we communicate online it makes us think that we're connected 
And so we engage in things like comments and likes and posts and photos and funny videos and memes and staying in touch with people we haven't actually talked to in decades. And I'm when I'm saying this, I'm not really bashing social media like it's a lifeline for many of us. It makes things possible and it's a way to also share love and affection with those that are far away from us. But how, for how many of us does it actually fulfill that role in our lives? In many ways, I think social media can make us feel more isolated than ever. So I don't think social media or screens are good or bad. I am saying be aware. Be aware, that's all. Like social media is not a substitute for a real warm living human being in front of us. Like being aware of their energy and their meaning and their body language. And I think we should be seeking out true connection when we can. Not being afraid to let ourselves seem like that. I think another big obstacle to true connection is this idea of self-sufficiency. And I think in some ways I fall foul of this a lot. So what I mean by self-sufficiency is we think we can do it all until we can't. <laughs> so there's this pressure, isn't there, in modern life to be able to cope with everything, to be amazing at our careers and have social lives and keep fit and have hobbies and have a side hustle. And we think we can do all of it until we're stuck or we're exhausted or we're ill and we'd rather do sometimes all sorts of crazy stuff rather than admit we're stuck or that we need help or we don't know what to do or what the next step is. I guess many of us don't want to admit we were wrong or made a mistake but that's part of true connection. Being seen is owning that we make mistakes. It's owning that we don't have all the answers sometimes and that we're in a period of uncertainty and that's hard. Maybe I could ask you, when did you last ask for help? And back to Brenny again. I did tell you I love her. <laughs> she says, until we can receive with an open heart, we are never really giving with an open heart. When we attach judgment to receiving help, we knowingly or unknowingly attach judgment to giving help. Oof. Yeah. So until we receive help, we can't really give help. Until we're open for asking for help, we can't really truly offer it. I think that's true, isn't it? I, for one like asking for help. I like having people around me or a team, whether that's colleagues, friends, family. I think we all do. But also it leads me to believe that perhaps connection, like true connection in the way that we defined it here in today's episode, is a bit counterculture, at least today's culture. In a world that's fast and instantaneous and uses social media a lot, it takes effort and awareness and making the choice to connect with an open heart. I want to leave you with some questions today to like muse upon or journal about, about connection. So there's four of them. The first one, 
is are you showing up as the truest version of yourself in your relationships without trying to be perceived as anything different than you are? The second one, what's the biggest thing getting in the way of your relationships right now? The third one, how would you like to see your relationships transform over the next month and beyond? And final one, what are some small steps to take right now to move towards that? So I hope those questions were helpful. It's given, this episode has certainly given me some pause for thought. And even though I've just been, you know, mentioning be aware around social media, come and talk to me and chat to me about this. I would love for you to land into my email or my DMs um, and let me know what you think about connection, the challenges and obstacles we have to connection, true connection. I'd love to share that with you um, so that we can kind of go on this journey together. I think maybe we'll come back to this episode at another point and record part two. But I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and I will see you back here really, really soon. Stay connected, my friends. It makes me do a little happy dance to have had you join me in this episode. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe, rate it five stars and leave a written review. I so appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe to my mailing list also at www.theplancoaching.com so we can keep in touch. I love doing this with you and sharing the struggles, laughs and wins along the way. So I thank you for being here. And until next time, remember, life's better with a plan.